Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary Chiefs tight end, Jason Dunn, and many would say uh, uh, a former Raven killer in, in his past. And if we uh, go through some of the archival footage that we have, we'll actually play that on Friday on our show. But, J.D., how you feeling, brother? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. You know, I uh, was able to go on a little space last night on Twitter. You know, I've been talking about this uh, to, uh, you know, a few folks. Uh, and you know what, man? We steal the underdogs, which is fine. I'm good with it. I, you know, I, hey. This this is what I wanted it to be. I, I said this. I always wanted it the hard road uh, for us to go. So uh, now I feel good about our chances. It, like I said, I still don't. You know, the talking heads out there, man. I don't pay them no mind, zero mind. Uh, but I, I I feel great, man. I, I, I like I said, I, I love our chances. Uh, you know, I, we're we're at the high level right now. I think we're sitting hitting on all cylinders offensively. Uh, defense is going to be a good challenge, obviously, going against uh, Lamar Jackson and, uh, you know, the Ravens. But we, we're up for the task. We're up for the task. This is this is exact game uh, that is Spag's specialty, okay? Uh, calling, um, you know, the blitzes and the pressures. So, yeah, man, I, I can't wait till Sunday to come up. So, we can yeah. Talk. And I will say, you know, I, I was one of the ones who wanted the uh, the cleanest road to the uh, <laughs> to the A's championship game. And you were like, nah, Miles, but give us mm-hmm. Buffalo, give us Baltimore, get, give give us all of it. So, like, you know, let us have here it we all. are. Right. Let us have it all. Ooh, let me get my microphone over here. It's a little bit talking. And I will say, besides, besides the uh, being an underdog, um, one thing we talked about, this team thrives on bulletin board material. Um, and some of these players in the Ravens can't help themselves. Um Marcus Williams said, uh, I forgot what the exact quote, but their safety, Marcus Williams said he, you know, he wants them, he, he wants them to come to town. Um, this is our house pretty much that they're coming to. Um, and then Kyle Van Noy or Pat McAfee show said, um, Mahomes is nothing against Lamar. So, um, who said that? Kyle Van Noy. Oh, Mahomes is quote, nothing against Lamar. Yeah. So, oh. 
you know, he says that, and it's always it's good to, to, to puff up your guy, which you're supposed to do. You're supposed to say all those things, right? You know, it would be a shock if, if you went on and said opposite that. So, I, you know, I, hey, man, I'll put no, no stake in it. The thing is, they got to the AFC Championship game, uh, and this is, you know, you know they, they on pins and needles because they're pushing uh, for, for them to try to win it all. It's like, hey, look, we didn't, we didn't send the Brink trucks to pay uh, Lamar, and 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 he's got to deliver. He's got to deliver. So we we look, man. Like I said, uh, Chiefs ain't we ain't dodging nobody. They ain't worried about anything. They ain't worried about no one. Uh, and so we know Lamar is, is good, you know. But Josh Allen was good. You no know, tool was good, you know. And and they had supporting cast around them. But who's standing tall at the end of all of it, right? The Chiefs. And I do look after the smoke is over uh, on Sunday, uh, the Chiefs still going to be standing tall. We're going to be going to, you see that little sign on, on the back of you, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl? I, I, I see it, okay? that Yeah, that's going to be a repeat, baby. That's exactly what it's going to be. So, yeah, man, yeah. And I'll say this too: You, you talked about you, you want you wanted all the smoke this uh, this playoffs. You wanted to play against the best. I'll say from Baltimore's point of view, well, the one team they were looking at and they were hoping that was going to kind of flutter was probably Kansas City. Nobody wanted to play Kansas City because Kansas City has the most, you know, most experience in playing in this from top to bottom. All the players in the Ross, they have the most experience in playing deep in the playoffs and playing in these high pressure moments. Whereas. Baltimore, not so much, really. I mean, yeah, they, they've made the playoffs a few times with Lamar, but they finally, you know, they finally got that to get to this point. They finally got that monkey off their back, and they got they got to this point. But now it's like they don't have experience playing in, in this in this high pressure situation with Lamar. So it's, I mean, the last team they wanted to play was Kansas City. So I think that's you know very interesting that they have to uh, go up against us. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's it's new for the uh, you know obviously uh, some of the players. Uh, but Harbaugh, he he knows he knows this really well, and so um, they do have somebody on their side that that understands playoffs and and, and getting uh, to where they need to get to. Uh, but hey, man, it, it's when the players out there and, and you call them plays and you look at them in their eyes, you're looking to see if guys are blinking or not. That's what I got. You got to do a you got to do a, a check. All right, let me see a gut check. Let me see. Let me see if you're built for this thing. And so. Uh, now it's 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 good, man. This will be a good matchup for us. Look, my thing is this: um, if the Chiefs and we'll talk about it, just you know, as far as like what they need to do is if they protect the football, they go in. And we we said this because of their experience. The the it's not too big for them. Okay, every guy that's on the on the Chiefs has been there, pretty much. You know, it, we got most of the guys back from last year. Um, you know, a couple of new faces, but you know, pretty much we got we got guys that's them been there before, right? Um, and we gotten guys that got experience too, the backup guys uh, that we have here. Uh, I, that is something that I always celebrate. You know, uh, uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball, um, I think you know with with what we're asking the guys to do, um, it's very doable. It's very doable. Uh, but yeah, of course they're gonna have you know, like I said, the Ravens are gonna be up. But that look, man. We, we don't worry about any of those things. When you talk about Andy Reid and his experience, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, this is second nature for them. It really is. 
And so you see the laser focus of what they're doing. Heck, even MVS, okay, even MVS catching the balls and stuff, and he's showing up in the playoffs, uh, which has been great for us, which we needed. He didn't really have a stellar, you know, season, but come playoff time, he's showing up. So, you know, players start making plays in big games, and that's what we need to happen again on Sunday. Yeah, and we're going to get into all that right now. Um, so, obviously, we're the underdogs this week, and it's pretty much we've been the underdog all season. No one's expected much from us after week four, and everyone saw our offense wasn't the same. But somehow our defense never got the credit that it deserved. But nonetheless, we're playing against number one seed this weekend. Ravens, number one scoring defense, we're number two. Uh, number one in sacks, we're number two. Um, the Ravens are also number six in yards allowed. I believe we're number two as well. I think we're number six across the board. Um, they have the league lead in takeaways with 31, 18 INTs, 13 fumbles. Uh, they're number two in red zone efficiency on stopping teams, which is a which is a pretty interesting one because that's something we've had trouble with. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, they're sixth in total yards. They're number one in rush yards, fourth highest scoring offense, and the sixth highest red zone efficiency on offense. So they're good stopping teams in the red zone, and they're good scoring in the red zone. So that's interesting. So all this to say, this is a pretty damn good football team. This is the number one seed in the AFC for a reason yeah. um, on both sides of the ball. And, mm-hmm. J.D., looking at all these experts who are making their picks, the same experts who picked Bills against us, some of the experts who picked the Dolphins against us, pretty much a majority of the expert picks out there are picking Baltimore against us. Sure. Now, we're going to get into the strengths of how we can stop them uh, this uh, this weekend. But I want to know, what do you think is a weakness that we have that they can exploit that you're worried about? this weekend that you're that you're kind of concerned about because for me just looking at what we saw last week i'm looking at ru- the rush yards that when we gave up the bolt uh, the buffalo and mm-hmm. we're playing against a team that's the best rushing offense in the league and that's where I, i'm i'm most scared about because i think that's where we're most vulnerable in this weekend what are you most worried about whether it be offensively or defensively against uh, baltimore uh I, I think uh that would be probably my uh my concern as well is really, uh, you know, stopping the run. And, you know, a lot of the yards came last week with uh, Josh Allen. Uh, and then, of course, this this past year, we've we've had a, you know, a couple up and down with guys uh, running the football. But the difference in this game and the, 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 the Bills game, uh, to me, is, you know, you got to stop Lamar. Not to mention, you know, you got to, you know, Edwards and those guys back there, they do a good job running the football. Uh, what's going to what's going to negate all of those things? It's pressure. It's bringing guys. It's shooting the gaps. It's, it's making sure that your 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 gout your gap sense you know sound and what you're doing. Okay, um, if everybody plays a solid game, um, then you bottle guys up. That's the only thing about it. Like if Lamar start taking off on you, start making plays with his legs, that's where it becomes dangerous, right? That's that's always like if you have a quarterback that can run, that's something that you can never account for, all right? It's always a dangerous thing. And so Josh Allen was another one that's hard to bring down last week. Uh, he's, you know, we're sitting back in coverage, and he just takes off running because we're, we're, we're rushing forward. Uh, but if, if, if Spags starts bringing guys from different areas and, and what end up happening with, but I'll start seeing um, the, the Houston, the Texans doing, they were coming after them at the very beginning. And just kind of, you know, they, they made an adjustment and, and it all changed. But uh, you, you got to bring pressure. 
you, you got you to gotta make sure you shoot the linebackers up. The guys up front have to be absolutely stellar in what they do. And we said that before. Um, the, the last game, it didn't happen. But like I said, we only brought four guys. Um, Chris Jones is going to need some help. We're going to need uh, Charles Benahu. We're going to need uh, uh, Kolofkis. We're going to need uh, Warrington, uh, everybody to show up. You know, Dickerson and Pinnell, we, we need guys to show up on a defensive line and let our, our linebackers run because we got a good linebacker core. Hopefully, Willie Gay is back. It's going to help out too, uh, just in case we had to bring a spy with uh, with Lamar, which I'm sure we, we could do. But also, too, I said, hey, maybe we'll bring uh, a DB in to, to spy Lamar. I think, you know, that that you need a fast guy, somebody, a fast twitch guy that can run him down, okay, that can mirror what he does, uh, which could help negate him. Our coverage – that's what I love about us. Our strength is our coverage, is our secondary. Um, not necessarily the Texans and all the other teams that they have played. Our strength are guys in the back end, and that's Sneed. That is McDuffie. Uh, that is obviously we, we talked about Reed, uh, uh, Connor. If he if he's out there, or Mike Edwards if he gets back, and so you know we we understand there's some injuries, but we have guys back there that can cover. And so if we need to bring a duty in for the nickel, if we bring a safety extra guy down into the paint. To cover those things, we can do that. We we can do the things one on one, but that's 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 just some of the things twist, uh, some of the stunts that you can do. Uh, but n- without a doubt, man, the guys up front's got to have a good game. They just have to have a good game. The game is one of the trenches. That is that's the key. The game is one of the trenches. But I will say, and I know we're talking about just the, you know defenses how we stop them. Offensively, we got to do the same thing. We're gonna run the football with Pacheco. Right, we got one of the premier backs in the league, and he's been getting crazy uh, the past two games, and we love it, and we need to get the ball to him because our offense runs through Pacheco. So, yeah, and, and looking at their numbers, because um, I, you know, sometimes it, it's always interesting to look at the um, the discourse on Twitter. Yeah, some of the stuff is just like ridiculous, but then when you look at like these next gen stat tweets, and you see all these Ravens like uh, fans posting these uh, stats and stuff. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, like obviously they're the number one team for a reason. Obviously their takeaways, they have the highest uh, plus minus as far as a turnover differential this year, plus 12 in that. And, and the crazy thing is, if you look at our turnover differential, we're, we're at the bottom of the league in that. Like we're with teams that didn't even make the playoffs. There were teams that were like uh, top 10 picks with our turnover differential, which is so crazy for a team that's such a good, uh, had such a good defense this year. Um, and that's something obviously we're going to have to get better at. You know, these are young guys still. Um, that's something we're going to have to get better at going forward next year. But, Looking at their red zone efficiency, defensively, I mean, what the allowing teams that I mean, what was the red zone efficiency uh, number two in, on stopping teams, and that's and that's already a problem that we have. So mm-hmm. I, knowing that they're already good with that, it's like, oh man, like I mean, that's does that does that scare you a bit when you when you hear about their red zone efficiency as far as that <laughs> stopping teams? Scare is not a good word to use with me at all. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> Not really scared of, of, of much, if anything, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, it's things that I don't like heights, but I don't think we had to deal with heights. And so, uh, it, to me, um, it, it's going to be a, incumbent upon any of those to cause some good plays. Okay. Um, and, and then, like I said, I, I think we had to run the ball with Pacheco to open some things up. Uh, we do a good job as far as, uh, Playing with guys' eyes, motioning and 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 putting guys in 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 matchup uh, uh, borders. So that that would be our thing, you, you know. And, and maybe you know this game they don't they don't do that. Okay, 
I understand they're turning over the rent, the rent, the rent. Okay, I can't even say the word. Shoot, but the turnovers. Okay, we we just had to protect the football. Okay, we had two unfortunate fumbles last week, uh, uh, running down actually in the red zone. Okay, one was the uh, like the jet sweep in a reverse, or you know the, the pass to McCole Harmon. Uh, hopefully, we we are more selective in the plays that we run down there. Okay, we got to trust the guys up front to make plays for us, and it's all about matchups. I take matchups with Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice all day with anybody out there. So that's what you got to do. And at that moment in the red zone, you got to think about players and not plays. It's players and not plays. So the player would be Pacheco, without a doubt, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and PM15 getting on the football. So uh, that's what it is. And if we do that and everybody up front get a hat on a hat, man, we should be good. We should be good. You just got to will yourself. When you get down there in the red zone, it's all about will. I get, you know, you start going through and, and you hear how good teams are, right? Well, they're good against you know, certain teams. When I'm looking at, you know, who they weren't necessarily good at, who, who put a whole lot of points up against them, so they can be scored on. They ain't, shoot, I, I, I've looked, there's a whole lot of people that got 30-something points on them, you know, all, all during the year. So when I'm looking at the stats, they can be scored on. They really can. So I'm, I'm not really worried about that at all. Uh, and and I, I don't think we should be worried about it as much. Uh, any of those guys, they understand that. They, they understand what they need to do to get things done. Uh, but like I said, it, it, it do have to be selective in what you're calling down there in the red zone for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they study the heck out of that 17 to 10 loss. Not not the second loss they had against the Pittsburgh because they didn't play their starters. That first loss they had against Pittsburgh where they lost 17 to 10. I mean, obviously, you know this. They're looking. Our guys are studying all the game tape all throughout the year. What te- what, what teams did, what teams that what they didn't do against them, especially specifically the games they lost. So. I'm curious to see what, what that is, um, what, what we can kind of take away from some of the losses they had this year. Because, I mean, that's a, that was the one thing about this year. No one was a world beater. This is a team that lost to the Colts, who didn't make the playoffs. This is a team who lost to the Steelers. Um, and there's a team who lost to uh, the Browns as well. I mean, so, like, you know, so. No, but just to go back to the question, are you more concerned with their offense or defense? Uh. I, I, offense, offense, because obviously, like I said, it's the element of running with the football, and that's what Lamar gives you. I mean, he's just so fast; he can get on the corner quickly. Uh, also, he can make guys miss. So you you definitely got to be able to bottle a guy up. You know, they're bringing an extra lineman in. You know, like I said, Gus Edwards. I mean, shoot, I forgot they got Dalvin Cook. Okay, yeah. that they got to run with. Justice Hill does a good job. I mean, so they they got weapons that can run the football. Uh, and then they got receivers and they, you know, they talk about maybe having Mark Andrews back. I don't know. I haven't really checked out on everything yet, you know, because, you know, it's kind of early on Wednesday, but dude, we'll see exactly what's going to be, but likely he's done a good job catching footballs in the red zone. Um, so it, it, that that's one thing you have to do. You got to be able to stop the Ravens. You got to stop Lamar Jackson from doing what he does best. Okay. And that's running with the football. Yeah. No, and, and all the running backs. I mean, Gus Edwards is a really it has a defined role of being that 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 smasher up the middle for them. Uh, Justice Hill is a great receiver out of the backfield, and yeah, yeah, you throw in Dalvin Cook, and this is all without J.K. Dobbins, their guy who was supposed to be their their guy going into the season. You know, so yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, 
and kind of playing off that because um, this week you, you made a, you made a comment on one of our shows about how you would if you were running the defense this week you would try to because we were talking about how when we played Buffalo first half of the scene like we were kind of sitting back yeah and having we had a lot of DBs out on the field we were just kind of sitting back and I don't know I mean we were like we were trying to get a pressure without having to blitz anything second half we obviously changed up and you know had a spy and, and all that stuff um but with this week, you had said that if you if if it was up to you, you would want to make Lamar have to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and and what would you? And I thought that was interesting. What what would you if you were spags in the situation? How would you kind of game plan this defense this week? Uh, you know, it it, it has to. You, you got to pressure. You got to pressure these guys. Uh, so if I'm game planning going in, uh, what what Spags does well is he brings guys that you don't see is coming. Okay. Uh, in, in in Houston, they kind of telegraphed those guys because Houston was like the least uh, blitzing team before they got to the Ravens playing in the game. And so they weren't quite used to like the complexities of the blitzes and guys from, from coming from different spaces, different places like that. But that's that's bag special. And so when you do bring blitzes, when you do have guys come up, then you back out maybe in coverage, uh, that's a difficult task to deal with for any quarterback, any quarterback. So uh, it messes up the line, their count. It messes up who they're going to get. Uh, and so if we do those things, it, I think we'll be successful. I really do. Um, and so what you do is same thing. Then you get, you know, your coverage guys, McDuffie, you get Sneed getting, uh, you know, OBJ, and you get them getting on Bateman, and you get them getting on Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is their guy, okay? He's a fast twitch, uh, you know, really good receiver, okay? And you just got to stop him. Well. But what do you do? We learn, get physical. And we got the best physical corners in the league. Okay. That's what the one-on-one. We do it best, better than anybody else. So I, I think Spags is going to let those guys play. He's going to let the coverage guys play. And we're going to try to come after you. And we'll, we'll, we'll wherever the car, we'll let the cars fall where they may. We'll let the cars fall where they may. Okay. Uh, but I, I like, I like at least my thought pro- process of going in like, why not bring pressure? Because the thing is, if you bring pressure early, then you got them thinking about it all the time. But then next time what you do is you act like you're bringing pressure and then you drop back, okay? And you sit back and, get you know, catch your football. Look, we know Lamar get the ball up too. We, we know a joker. He'll, he'll, he'll turn over one or two to, to a defense. And so hopefully our, our defense will catch one or two in, in, in their hands. Um, almost had one last week. Didn't quite get it. But, hey. Might have one this week or two this week. Uh, so we're looking for Chris Jones to have a big game. Okay. Uh, he didn't have any 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 sacks last week. Uh, we didn't have no, any, any sacks. Uh, and so let's 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 rectify that, you know, with the pressure. Okay. That's what that does. That brings it up. You know, it starts up the process fast for Lamar. Lamar don't want to get the ball out of his hand fast and, and think faster to do things. You know, they got a lot of plays down the field unless they throw in the short to Zay, Zay Flowers. And so we'll have somebody – pretty much sticky in his hip the entire time. So that's what it'll be. Yeah. I mean, just looking at their, uh, uh, as far as how many yards rushing we're allowing per game this year, 113 yards last week, uh, bills ran for 182 yards against us. And now a lot of people were saying, we, and we kind of mentioned this at post game wise, um, that this game against Buffalo was a nice kind of like warm up to playing, the, the the Ravens offense we kind yeah. of mentioned that a little bit because because of the kind of dual threat action that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson both pose yeah. but 
when looking at their offenses, they're not they're not that similar as far as, far as like kind of the, the, the vertical threat. I mean, you don't really see them throwing bombs like like the way jo- like the way Josh Allen was trying to the second half of that game. You don't really see Baltimore doing that. They kind of matriculate the ball down the field and they have big plays where Lamar, Lamar runs for 30, 40 yards or, you know, Gus Everett breaks one out for 40 yards. Yeah, but that's the reason I think Lamar gets out running because nobody gets open. And so, you know, some of the routes that they do run, you know, is is kind of the uh, the intermediate routes uh, that does take a little time. And so I don't think they're really a quick, you know, a, a quick scheme guys, you know, getting the ball out uh, immediately. Uh, but he does look down the field to make plays. And so it, it, the difference is, uh, and, and I don't really, you know, necessarily agree with this. I think he's a he's a he's a good passer with the football. But if you want to pick your poison, I'd rather him pass the football than run with it. Uh, that's what I'd rather him do. And so we know he has a strong arm, but some balls will sail on him. Uh, you know, I, as far as those are the things that like, okay, his strong suit. What do you want to play on the strong suit? The strong suit is obviously running with the football. Okay, he's he's a dangerous man, probably one of the most dangerous men to have a football in his hand running with it. Uh, since Michael Vick, okay, and so uh, what do you you got to you got to eliminate that. You got to negate negate it. You have to, and it has to do bringing pressure. It has everybody else sitting back. The, the ones that need to be back, I say five because I think bringing six is going to be the key. Uh, just playing uh, pass coverage. All right, let the big dogs eat outside. Let them go. Let you get on Zay Flowers. Get physical with him. Get physical with OBJ. He don't like it either. Uh, he, he, you know, he's too Hollywood. He, he don't like those things. Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't. And so you get in their face, man. You just play ball. Okay. You, you got it. You got it. And this look, this is the playoffs too. It's one and done. You, 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 you put everything out on the field. You leave it all out on the field. Don't worry about a play coming back to you. You make it right now. That's what you do. You make this thing happen right now. And so, um, this is for all the marbles, man. Get, getting into it, going to the Super Bowl, and and I, like I said, with with what we have, coaching staff wise, with Spags and and Andy, I take him all day. John ain't he ain't chopped level, but you know, shoot, we 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 got some you know Super Bowl champions over on the side. Shoot, you know a lot a lot of uh, you know experience in these games, so. They'll have those guys ready. And, and look, and I know the Ravens will be ready too, okay? The entire city is ready. We understand it's going to be a hostile environment. We don't care about none of that. You know what I said last night on the spaces? I said, when we go to Baltimore, we're looking to get crab cakes and chin straps. That's what we're doing. Crab cakes and chin traps. That, that, that's period. That's what we're trying to do. Pure and point blank. That's it. We ain't, like I said, we ain't dodging nobody. And I go back to what I was talking about, the wheelbarrow, getting into the wheelbarrow, right? I think these guys are ready. They're already in the wheelbarrow. They like playing for one another. They like each other. There's a lot of love in the locker room, man, and there's a lot of passion going on. And so when you start seeing these guys, how they really just kind of relate to one another, they want to win for each other. Not saying that Baltimore doesn't, but it's going to come down to the team that wants it the most, right? And you got two hungry teams. We do, Marcus. It's two hungry teams. Um, well, I seen last week that uh, the Chiefs and the Bills, and I, hello, I said this, uh, was like the highest rated game of the most viewership. Everybody wanted to see it. 
Everybody wanted to see it. Well, guess what? We got another, another big bill ticket game coming on because everybody wants to see Lamar and Patrick and what they can do, how they can, you know, will their teams to win. Uh, I just think that we got a better, you know, wheeler of the football than they do. So. And, and also, too, I think people want to tune in to see the uh, the Taylor Swift concert that is a Chiefs football game now. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a little added, a little juice to it. Yeah, yeah, come on. You know, Taylor's going to be there. You know, Jason Kelsey's going to be there. So it, it'll be a good time, man. Everybody's going to be there for this one. I'm telling yeah. you, everybody's going to be there for this one. I had a few, uh, you know, I, I'm in the D- D.C. area, so, like, I had a few um, girls that, that I know – Message me because I'm, I guess, I'm a token Chiefs fan around here. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They sent they sent me the um this thing. Oh, uh, Taylor Swift coming to, uh, uh concert coming to Baltimore at the Chiefs game this weekend. Only tickets only six hundred dollars for like you know nosebleed seats. I'm like oh, only six hundred dollars. I was like, yep. I was like, good luck. You can uh, you can enjoy that. I'll be enjoying that from my my home. So right, right. If you're just going to one of those things and paying six hundred dollars just to go watch Taylor Swift from the box or whatever, I mean, my gosh, you need, you need to do a little something more with your time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey man! <laughs> oh, no. Imagine that. Imagine paying six hundred dollars to go and, and watch a box. Um, I, 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 look, I, I've always said this. Um, I I can appreciate talent and what people do, uh, and like you said, I'm not paying six hundred dollars to see nobody. Okay, <laughs> um, and I guess you know it is that like this. Uh, people come become in in awe of others because of the things that they are able to achieve. Um, you know, but Taylor Swift is, she's a person like anybody else. She's just a very talented person. She does some things a lot of people cannot do. Uh, mm-hmm. and she should be celebrated for that. For sure. $600 just to see in a box. Ain't happening. Sorry. I, I nope. Can't see it. But cheering on uh, all the, all the, all the while doing the same thing. Still cheering on. Love that she's a Chiefs fan. Love that she's supporting her boyfriend sitting up there with the Kelsey family. I love it all. I love it all. Right. So, yeah. And you mentioned um, playing in Baltimore. Uh, This is something I know just from, you know, being around here and stuff, you know, people always say like Ravens fans are probably some of the rowdiest fans. They don't get the credit that how rowdy they are, Um, especially when opposing uh, fan bases come there. I've heard, I've heard really some, some awful stories. And obviously any fan base, you go any stadium you go to, you'll hear some really bad stories. You always hear, you always hear the bad ones. You hear the good ones. But like I, I've heard from my, some of my friends who are Steelers fans who've gone to Baltimore. And they said they've seen fights up the wazoo all the time. Whenever they go there. Um, my brother who's a Raider fan. He went to a Raiders uh, Ravens game a couple years back. And he said it was pretty miserable experience as far as what, what he, what he faced with the, the fans there. Um, and he's a Raiders fan. There's really not much bad blood there. Well, I guess there is if you, Count the Syracuse attack on Rich Gannon back one day, um, but uh, what, what in, in your experience playing at Baltimore? Um, what 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 what's the kind of the feeling you get in playing in front of that that fan base? Uh, you know, I, I, obviously, I, I I was able to experience it when uh, uh, Ray Lewis and those guys were playing, and you know, it was very rowdy then. And Baltimore is a hard city; it's a hard city. Uh, you know that Ravens flock is there. There's something else. They are, but I I don't I, look. I, I used to go to Oakland, okay, and uh, they're they're not as bad as Oakland was, by no means. I'm sure they got a, they have a great fan base out there. They do. Uh, you know they got a couple of championships, uh, and and the thing is, they uh, 
you know, they know how to celebrate it. They come out, they, they do, they come out <clears throat> and you'll see Raven fans here and there, different places. Uh, matter of fact, my, uh, my nephew, he's out there and he's always, I'm, 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 out, I'm not like, I'm shocked, but you know, he, he brought, <laughs> he brought my grandson, uh, Lamar Jersey. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's not going to happen. We ain't, we ain't going to have that. And that's a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah, nah. I was like, listen, uh, we, and I wish I had his, his jersey here, but I got him a, I got him on my home's jersey. I got my grandson. I'm like, this, this is this is what we rock around here, okay? And I just want you to understand that. I, I get you a Ravens fan because you live in Baltimore right now. That ain't going to happen, okay? I love Lamar, okay? Don't get me wrong. I love Lamar. But when, when we talk about walking around this crib, over this house, over this castle, it's going to be Chiefs. That's what it's going to be. Chiefs, and you, you might see filtered here every once in a while, maybe like a, maybe a Philly thing, you know, just because, you know, I got drafted with Philly, right? right. I got pictures of Philly. And I'm, you know, of course, me and I got, you know, the uniform and stuff like that. And my family is still kind of loyal, some members, to Philly because that's the first first uh, team that took me. They the one that, that, that brought your boy in. But right. other than that, Hey man, is we all we rocking cheese over here, baby? That's all we doing. <laughs> but the flock is good, man. I, I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. Uh, it, it's going to be a hostile environment. They got a lot to cheer for. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs, man, they they done played everywhere. No matter where they go, ain't even, it, I, the 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 crowd ain't even going to be a factor. If you can go up there to Bills Mafia, okay. By all measures of the word of being crazy, that is what the Chiefs were able to experience. Yeah. I'm sorry, Baltimore, but you know, we just not gonna be shook by y'all. Yeah. No, just not by the 12th man. Okay, or your flock and then them little crows running around. Oh, I'm sorry, Ravens. <laughs> no, it, it's true, and going from and I'm not saying anything about, about Baltimore's fan base, but going from playing at Buffalo last week and yeah. they come in and playing at Orchard Park and they come into Baltimore. I mean, what we what we experienced last week, this is gonna be like, you know, like a minor league game comparatively to what we just had last week in, in Buffalo. Like comparatively for the for the players. I mean, what that what that was last week was I mean, they thought that was like a, 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 like a precursor to the Super Bowl last week, and that's how the fans were treating it, and also oh, yeah. with the weather and all that stuff too. With it, yeah, it, about snowballs. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, look, they're they gonna have like I said, they're gonna have everybody house Ray and all this. You know, crew's gonna be there. They're gonna bring all the players out. Um, you know, Baltimore is a good city. It's a good city. I always enjoy the city uh, for what they give. Uh, the crowd's gonna be in it, but. The Chiefs, none of that's going to matter. It's not, it's, they're not like you say. They, they've we, we done played, you know, the, the the biggest fan bases. Okay, the most hostile of environment. They done played in all of those things. Okay, yeah. this is no different. It's no different. I don't think it's going to be any bigger. Yeah, and like you said, we're coming to Baltimore, like like the old wedding crashers line. We're going to take the crab cakes and crab cakes and football, baby. We're going to take both of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and chin straps, like I said, you know, chin straps. <laughs> Um, so, so this is interesting. So obviously we're talking to a tight end extraordinaire here in, in JD. Um, so, uh, Baltimore has the most sacks in the league has a 12th highest blitz rate in the league, which I thought was pretty surprising. I didn't realize they blitz as much as they do. 
Um, and obviously we know Mahomes shreds the Bills last week uh, when they blitzed him. And historically, one of the best quarterbacks ever against the blitz. That's why teams just don't – they try not to do that. But when they do, it's it's trouble. Mahomes kind of dominates that. But yeah. this is a stat I saw from Next Gen Stats. The Chiefs util- utilize multiple tight end personnel groupings on 61.9% of plays in the first half. Their highest rate in the game since 2018 last week. Um, the Chiefs passed on 9 of 13 plays with multiple tight ends on the field, getting 107 yards, about 12 yards per play. So my question is, J.D., and this is a great question to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you, we love the 13 personnel. We love the multiple tight end sets. Um, but with a team that blitzes as much as the Ravens do, have the, have the amount of sacks that the Ravens do, how important do you think is the utilization of the multi-tight end sets this weekend against a team that pressures as much as the Ravens do? And also, if you're, if you're counting in what we did last week against Buffalo. Uh, it's – I think it's something because the multi-tight end set, right, 12 and 13 personnel, uh, it gives you a little bit more of uh, some some structure in the line and blocking because what a guy ends up doing is you can chip a guy. Uh, you can help out. And so it's an extra hat on, on you know, your defensive ends or the linebacker who might be coming from the outside. And that helps just in the whole integral, you know, integral part of what we're doing in the pass protection. Uh, but also, too, it's a weapon. It's a weapon because we can run with the guys. We could throw to our guys. I, I, all our tight ends could catch the football. Do a great job of just uh, hitting, um, you know, Noah Gray as, and Travis Kelsey when we need to. They make good big plays. Blake Bell comes in. He does his job as far as you know blocking wise. Uh, so we got very got very capable blockers, uh, you know, from the tight end role. Uh, but I, I think th- that is something that you have to utilize. You have to utilize these guys because they do a good, a great job. When I said there's a, a the group that's consistent with the Chiefs, two of them, no doubt, maybe three. Okay, that would be well, we actually have four, but I'm you know, tight ends are absolutely one of them. I would say it's either the DBs or it's the tight ends. That's the two groups that's always consistent, okay? They do a great job for us. So why not keep utilizing that, right? Especially when you know uh, you're going to have some match, uh, matchup nightmares, uh, Noah getting out there, but also, two them blocking and chipping and, and then getting out because, you know, Patrick sees it. He knows, and all of a sudden he knows, block, 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 pass, dunk, tight end, okay? Kelsey, get up the, you know, get up the field. No, great. Get up the field. So that that will that will stop a lot of that pressure, man. It, it will. It was, you know, it was negated, you know, uh, tremendously. So I, I all these things, you know, we could talk about, uh, you know, like keys to victory. Um, I think what it comes down to, honestly, Marcus, in this game is who makes the least amount of mistakes. That's what it's going to be, you know. Uh, if a team gets a turnover or, like you said, depressions in the sacks, and Patrick does a good job of recognizing things, he calls these things out. Uh, Creed does a good job of setting the, you know, the the defense, and these guys up front do a good job. I say Maulers, we got some guys up front: Donovan Smith, Wanya Morris, we got Joe Thune, uh Trey Smith, uh, Creed. They all do a good job on our offensive uh, offensive line. So. Uh, you stop clowning those guys from coming, you're going to be all right, man. You're going to be all right. Yeah. 
and also too, like I, I thought it was interesting. Do, do you think there's a reason why we utilize the multi tight end set as much as we did last week? I mean, 2018. This is, we're talking six years ago. It's a mo- and I feel like we use multi tight end sets a lot comparatively to other 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 football teams. Obviously, the Ravens, with based on their offense, the way it has been the last few years, yeah, they utilize their tight end multi tight end sets. But I'm surprised that for the first time in si- that much in six years. That's kind of crazy. It was as shocking. I didn't know that, but I did see a lot of tight end sets. But but it goes into you know running the football, running the football effectively, having that extra guy in, but also too, uh, you know the the little tight end screen that we run with Kelsey. We know that Noah Gray and, and Blake Bell's going to be, and even though that's just one play, um, we know that our guys are consistent, right? When we know, hey, look, uh, if we look at that wide receivers, who are we going to put out there? And so we start looking at like, okay, we could probably make one or two. We know Rasheed Rice is going to be out there. Uh, hopefully we'll get a couple other guys out there to maybe do some things. But, you know, our tight ends, Noah Gray, pull him out there. Do what he needs to do. And it helps in the run game. Those guys are extra blocker, uh, putting a hat on a guy. But it also, too, it does negate, you know, maybe the effectiveness of the pass rush as well. So, plus it was a good matchup for us. When when they decimated linebacker core that they had last week, shoot, why not? Makes sense. Makes sense. Attack the middle. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, yeah, I think uh, looking at the the Bills defense last week, they went with a lot more DBs, and so we, we were just overpowering them with our with our size and with the uh, with the tight ends. Yeah, and obviously the stat was just more about the uh, the the passing plays uh, as far as the um, that we passed mm-hmm. nine to thirteen times with the multi tight end sets. Obviously, extra time, more blockers in there. But also too the blocking aspect on the on on the on the running game, because you saw there was times out there when we were just giving the ball to Pacheco, and I mean he was utilizing his tight ends Blake Bell, No Gray, and Kelsey on the sides. I mean they were like, it, it, it was it was really it also was a throwback to when you played. Really that's what that's what it yeah. seemed like to me last week. Is that is that what you noticed? I did. I mean, and it's big bodies. That's what you big bodies against smaller guys. Okay, you know, big on big. We got a big on a small guy. Uh, you know, and the big guy has to be somebody who can move their feet, who can do all those different things. And who do you employ? Tight ends to do those things, right? Uh, especially when they bring in six DBs. Uh, but I'm just I'm just looking at the pass game. Travis Kelsey had six. Noah Gray had three. And the other two that had – well, I'm sorry. Kelsey had five. Uh, Noah had three. Uh, the other two uh, – next guy in line was Rasheed Rice with four. Yeah. So your two tight ends is like, you know, you're, you're leading receivers. So uh, – and it worked. <laughs> it worked. I would. I would look. I would take my hat, and I would lay it all on the tight ends. I've always said this as a player in our room. We knew we had our stuff straight. We always knew it. There's, you, you never had to worry about us. Okay, when, when when we played, me and Tony, and Billy, and you know Chris, and all those guys. You had to worry. You had to worry about anything in our room. We knew we, we were straight. We were gonna get our stuff done. And I see our guys doing the exact same thing. So they just carrying the mantle on for what we what we had before. Uh, we had some really good tight ends here, man. But we we got some good tight ends on the team right now. They do a good job of doing everything, everything. Okay. Uh, so yeah, man. Shoot, it, it just makes sense. We had a great offensive outing, right? Because of it. So keep that up. Keep it up. And it works well in the red zone. It works well in the red zone. Which is what I was going to bring up also. I mean, if you look at what we did in the red zone last week, we kind of sh- – and you kind of 
you know, pay, uh, made mention to it with looking at our numbers. Not really many receivers had catches last week. I think I, I think only uh, MBS and Rice. Uh, I mean, I think – is that it? Yeah, MVS, we see Rice. Uh, yeah, Pacheco and Harmon had one at, you know, the Harmon and then yeah. the H. That's it. That's all. Nobody else. And then we, we got to red zone. It, honestly, I didn't really see many guys out there besides MVS and Rice and then our, our 13 personnel. That's what it seemed like we got to the red zone. We talked about our red zone struggles, and obviously last week we actually looked good in the red zone for the first time in, in quite a bit. Yeah. Do you think that has some – there, there's a link to going more tight ends in the red zone? Of course. This is a matchup nightmare. When, when when you get constricted with space, and that's exactly what the red zone is, okay, because you just don't have the room to operate. Uh, have big bodies in there can move people around. Uh, and Titans do a good job of, you know, getting up to linebackers, getting up to safeties and, you know, blocking defensive ends. So you get skinny in the hole. You just need a little bit of room down there just to make something work. Um, that's why I'm not a, I'm not a big fan with bringing in the other tackle, you know, when you got capable tight ends that could do it. You know why? Because you could pass out of it too. So why hamstring yourself uh, when you may have to run play action with that guy? Okay. And do I want a big bumbling guy running a route that has never run it before and catching footballs? No. Bring the tight end in. That's what you do. Bring the tight end in. So w- when you look at short yardage, you look at that red zone and going in, tight ends are absolutely a weapon. You got to utilize that. And we, like I said, we got three good ones. We got three good ones here. So, uh, and they do too. They got a couple of good weapons. They're going to they try to get it to likely. Okay. If, 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 you know, what's the name of come, uh, Andrews come back? They're gonna try to give it to him as well. Uh, but for the Chiefs, wise man, you, you see, it's the proof is in the pudding. I'm looking, I'm looking at the stats, the proof is in the pudding. When we sit there and we watch what they're able to do, the offensive output, the tight ends are directly uh, the key to what we do, seriously. Uh, so yeah. shout yeah, out to the tight ends, baby. Shout out to the tight ends. That's the brotherhood, baby. Come on. It's a good question. I love it. I love tight end questions. Love it. And they're, and they're paying homage to you and Tony and doing a really good job of uh, you know, paying homage to, to, to you guys, the throwbacks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and I'll tell you what, uh, uh, when we showed this film um, against, you know, on Friday, and it, it's, it's kind of us back in the day, uh, they keep talking about the offensive line, but what you see – in this whole offensive line, you see number 89 knocking a hose down. You see the <laughs> tight ends catching footballs and touchdowns. Okay. You see all of this happening. So don't leave us out of it. We were we were stellar. Okay. An integral part of what we did. Integral part of what we did. So uh, I think maybe sometimes they forget I was a tight end, how big I was to everybody else. And the way I was modeling defensive end and linebackers, man. He's like, you know, tight ends ain't supposed to do this. You ain't supposed to bench press a, a, a defensive end into the into the end zone. Huh. Uh, JD does. That's what I do. So JD was giving him the business. Business. <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all know. It's someone I I don't know. I I feel like uh it was on Twitter when I posted the the Joe Thune, um the Joe Tooney, uh what you said about you know how you had the tour pack. And yeah. you know he's a pex train, and like you know being able to keep it in here. If he gets yep. outside of that, 
then he's kind of in trouble anyway. So we need to keep everything in here. Yeah. And some, someone commented was like, yeah, but uh, he was a tight end. It's a little different for uh, it's a little different for a guard. It's like, well, okay. What? <laughs> like, did you watch? Did you watch JD play? Because like JD wasn't your traditional tight end who's running routes. I mean, like I I don't know. I think some people just don't don't Hell know no. I, I, history. Dude, listen, and that's when you you can tell somebody that they just don't have the knowledge. Okay, they just, they don't, you know bless their heart. They they just don't understand. It's no it's no different, right? And like you said, I like I knew I had to block inside. I you know I was on the wing, um, field goal, and so I had to switch to the other side obviously because I didn't want to push this back. But everything I did, I'm playing seventy five percent of the snaps, and I'm blocking. That's that was my thing. That's what I did. They have no clue. Sometimes, you know, it was it was kind of, a, you know, one of the dudes asked me last night in the spaces. He was like, hey, man, what do you think? Uh, what should I see uh, that I haven't seen before? I'm a young guy. I was five when you were coming in. And, you know, what do you think I need to see? I said, man, I want you to recognize and go back and see how good of a team that we had. Our offense led the entire league with like three, three to four years in a row. Uh, I said, but we were damn good. We were damn good up front. We had a we had a hell of an offense, uh, the best in the league, and so it didn't matter what teams knew we were running. We were still handing them, giving them the business, like you said. We was giving the business to them. We were saying we're gonna run right here. You stop us, and they couldn't stop us. Didn't matter. So whether it was me or Tony or Will Shields or Willie Rolfe or or Brian Waters, T. Rich, Casey Wigman. John Tate, John Wellborn, I, I I could go on and on. That's what was going on out there. And what we was doing, man, we was giving jokers absolute headaches Damn. and speed knots on their head. But I said, man, you need to go back and look at some of this video of what we used to do. Uh, but I said, we, we were a machine. We were an absolute machine. So. Now, uh, at least there's people out there who, you know, want to go out back and watch them because like, for me, it's like I get like, was your Chiefs fan? You don't know anything about the like the early two thousands? Like, well, you know, I started watching during the Alex Smith era. I was like, wait, that was like five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> but, right, man. I get it. No, hey, look, I get it. I, and he was a new fan. I said, but you know, new fans, I just need to understand that. I know sometimes I hear people go back to like that whole like Brady Quinn and all that before then. I went uh, part of that. That that was that was a bad era. Okay, yeah. we we had some great times. We you know we had some good teams. You know. When when I played, yeah. so I'm like, hey man, we won we won part of that. I like that whole because I understand it was like a dark time, uh, <laughs> you know, in the uh, in in the what's that? Uh, oh shoot, I was going to use a Star Wars reference, you know. Oh, the um, in the Imperial the Alliance or whatever uh, during yeah, that time, uh, Rebel Alliance. Yeah, but yeah. man, we we our, we had bright days. We had bright days. We should have won a Super Bowl, Marcus. We should have won a Super Bowl, possibly two of them. Seriously, we had we had the talent. You know, our problem was we just had a problem stopping people. Could stop a nosebleed. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we but we had talented guys on defense. I think, yep. obviously, some of the scheme probably didn't wasn't better suited wasn't suited for our guys. If Spags had our guys, if we had oh, yeah. Spags, man, it might have been a whole different thing. Yeah, no, he talked about it a lot about somehow the schemes made no sense sometimes. Yeah, yeah you, you, you put guys in jeopardy. It was a lot of things that, yeah, really didn't, it wasn't no continuity, didn't make sense. Yeah, uh, 
and you started getting away from the whole plays instead of players, right? Yeah. So yeah, we did have we did have a lot of talent on the defense too. Yeah, so. we did. You did. Uh, but before we move away from this tight end topic, I wanted to ask before we get to game picks, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, so, you know, on the New Heights podcast, Kelsey's podcast with his brother, um, a lot of good, a lot of good nuggets in that episode. But this is interesting. I, I thought this was really cool, um, and I wanted to hear what you had to say. Uh, so, Kelsey blames the McCall Hardman fumble on himself. So, quote: I owe McCall a effing new car. I owe him. I owe much to him. My block was one that knocked the ball out, and I've and I've been effing sick. I told him I apologize to him every single time I effing saw him today, and I'll apologize to, to him again. My guy's just trying to be great and get the ball in the end zone. He finished the play better than I did. They got a hand on the ball. I owe my guy big time. I feel for my guy. There's nothing worse than giving up the ball, especially in that situation. That that shit sucks. Nicole is, is fired up to getting, getting after it again. I know he wants another opportunity to show what he can do, and, and sure enough, you will see him next Sunday come up at, at the right time, and that should never effing happen. So he's play, he's saying it was his block because it was was it was a Poyer that that made the made the, the play on the ball, and I guess that was his block. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear a tight end say that, kind of blame it on himself. Obviously, that's a, that's a good leader move to do that. But yeah. JD, as a tight end, when when you miss a block, does that like obviously? McCole fumbled the ball. Kelsey didn't fumble the ball, but missing yeah. the block. How like is that? Is that equivalent to like dropping a pass for a, a, a tight end? It is. It is, especially if you know you might be one of the key blocks. Everybody, everybody's trying to do their job, and if you miss your block and they'll got the the guy you're blocking makes the play, uh, yeah, that's even worse because you're just hoping. Oh my gosh, I'm not making my. I hope he doesn't make the play. I hope he's not in there. And if he makes the play, you're like, oh my gosh. So. Hey man, no, I get it. He, he's just you know holding himself accountable for what he didn't do right on that play. Uh, and and the thing is, we look, McCole's got to hold himself accountable for what he didn't do right on the play. Um, but you know, it's your partner, man, jumping on the grenade for you. Uh, and I get it. Everybody's got a job to do. Everybody needs to do their job. And so, um, to me, I, I there's other plays you probably could have ran. But if we just talking about that particular play and the and the and the fumble in itself, hey man, yeah. I mean, if, if Travis sees it and hit that, that's how he feels, and he get the block, yeah. But shoot, he, he's got to make that play. He's got to make it, you know. So I'm not telling him anything that he didn't know. He's saying it himself. Uh, but the same thing with McCole, he's he's got to make sure that he holds on to the football, right? Because you're always gonna have guys come in and punch at it, kick at it, do all those different things, try to get the ball out of your hand. You got to make sure you secure the football. That's what you have to do. So, uh, but I'm looking for McCole Harmon to get, you know, come and have a good game. Hey, how about that? Last week, last week, that's over with. Hey, move forward. Move forward. We need you this week, and we need you in the Super Bowl. That's the way I look at it. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Water under and, the bridge. And Harmon's historically, not historically, but he, he's dominated the Ravens. He's had, he's had some highlight plays against the Ravens in the past, yeah. and that was like when they had like a top 10 uh, pass defense too. So, it's not like anything – Anything different from what we've uh, experienced before with against them? Well, I'll tell you what, man. W- one thing I don't like hearing, and people are so quick to just give up on a guy. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't want to see no more of my Cole Harmon. Don't run him ever. Why is he a, a waste of this? I, you know, and people go in on him. I, look, I'm not like that. I'm, you know, as a player, I'm not. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to say, well, don't give him the ball or, you know, sit him or just, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm 
I've been in the locker room. I've been on the field. I wouldn't want nobody giving up on me because I messed up. Or, you know, I, I didn't do something correct. Yep. So it's easy to say when you out here, see, this is the whole wheelbarrow thing, right? This is the whole wheelbarrow. Because if you're all the way in, you're all the way in riding a wheelbarrow. And that's everybody that's on the Chiefs, you got to ride with them. Okay? That was my exact point. If you ain't heard about the wheelbarrow, go back to our show and look at it. I might talk about it again on Friday. I don't know. We might play it. But I'm telling you, look, you got to trust the guys. If guys mess up on plays, then so be it. They mess up. But you got to move forward. It's one snap and clear. That's the way it's got to be. Fans are not like that because they got replays. They got all these different things. They dissect it the way they want to. But for players, you got to forget about that and just go and start moving forward, man. Try to do more, right? Because you just you still got a job to do. Hello, you still got a job, and so McCall can still help us. He, you know, he he's he's a very capable player. The game that he had before coming into the playoffs, he, he had a great game, catching deep passes. I mean, he was he was killing them. And so we that's the guy we need to see. We need to see the focused up McCall Hartman. Okay, I still got faith in him. Uh, I just say the selected play that we ran shouldn't have probably been that. I want to run Jet Sweep with, with Cole. I want to run the reverse or the, the fly motion. I want to do all those things with McCole. Maybe not at that that exact time as me, who's called plays before. That would have been my first choice. That would have been my first choice, not even my second. So uh, especially when I see my running backs doing what they was doing. Yeah. But I, I think it's just other plays. But I, I'm, I, I'm a, without a doubt in support of McCole Harmon. I just I hate it when people just immediately just dismiss people because they messed up. You've done that to uh, MVS. All of a sudden, people start loving him again. I'm gonna give him love because I knew we needed this guy. Okay, we could talk about how much money he's making and all of that. Well, look, we we still employing you for a job. Okay, I'm not gonna take how much money he was making and put him on the edge of the bench. It does nothing for us does nothing for us, especially when we still need him. We're going to utilize this guy. I don't care what it is that you need to do. If you're not be able to co- contribute doing it by catching the football, you're going to do something else. You're going to block your butt off, and I better see it. If you're not getting your blocks and you're not catching the football, then it's like, okay, now this, that's different. Then you send a guy. But as far as like a dude, you know, I, look, he had a bad game, you know, by all, all measures because, you know, he had two two touches and two fumbles. But he he's a much better player than that, you know. Yeah, we've yeah. seen it in the past, like you said. So uh, I'm just not dismissive of players. So I'm I'm support McCole Harmon and all the guys out there on the Chiefs. I'm in the wheelbarrow, Marcus. I'm in the wheelbarrow because I've been in the locker room and I know what it means to be on a team. And you just don't count guys out. You don't dismiss them. You don't throw them to the to the wayside. Yeah, and I think people, if they want to dismiss McCall Hartman, then dismiss Andy Reid's play calls then. I mean, you, go, yeah. you, you, you can play that game all throughout the thing. I mean, yeah. yeah where do you want to start? Right. Where do you want to start? You know, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that McCall, I, I expect him to, you know, play up for this game. And, and, and Andy does love going back to guys who have made mistakes to kind of, you know, give them that, that confidence boost again. So I could definitely see him having a big play against – the Ravens this week, and we're gonna, we're gonna need all hands on deck for this for this game. So, I, I you know what I can see something like McCole Harmon because of the the guys they have on the other side. He he might want to show out right because you see Jose Flowers, OBJ, and all those guys. McCole he he likes that. He likes kind of that attention doing things. He wants to show up like, hey man, I'm I'm one of the big dogs too, right? Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. 
We'll see. So that we're going to get into that right now. Our game picks, JD, a very uh, the another AFC Championship game for our Chiefs. Um, so Sunday at 3 p.m., our Chiefs will travel to Baltimore on the uh, to take on the Ravens. The Chiefs are a three and a half point underdog. This is the third time that uh, Patrick Mahomes is a underdog in the playoffs. First time being in the Philadelphia Super Bowl last year. Second time being last week against Buffalo. And third time being at Baltimore this weekend. The weather will be 45 degrees and cloudy at kickoff. So perfect uh, football weather, not this negative 30 degree stuff. So that's that's golden. Um, this is uh, Mahomes is three and one against Lamar. Um, or three one against the Ravens um, in regular season play. Twelve touchdown passes against them. Uh, last time he met the Ravens was in 2021. The famous Ceh fumble at the end of the game uh, game uh, at Baltimore, where Mahomes had 343 yards passing, three touchdowns, but we lost 36 35. So, you know, there's there's been some good battles between the two teams as of as of late. Um, so JD, three and a half point underdog at Baltimore. Who do you have, and what is your score on Sunday? Uh, and so I, this the, this one kind of just jumped out at me. Uh, and I, I look at what our game was at the hard fall game, but I think it gave. I was like, oh, I like that score, uh, but I got us winning uh, twenty seven to twenty four. This game, wow, twenty seven to twenty four. Um, and I don't even know if they're gonna get the twenty four to be honest with you, uh, but I know they got you know Justin Tucker and he and Joker could kick from anywhere out in the park <laughs> out in the parking lot. That Joker can't kick. So they'll, they'll get some points like that. But uh, I think our Chiefs, man, we're we just going to be – we'll go down, we'll score on them. And I think, you know, but, you know, butt kicker, Buckner kicks two field goals. And so that's how I got the score, uh, to 27 or 24. But all the things that I talked about, uh, what we had to do to stop Lamar, uh, I think we'll do that. Fourth quarter, they're going to try to come back. He's going to have to utilize his legs somehow try to will themselves to win. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be enough against us, man. You know, I think we're going to, we're going to jump out on them. We're going to get on them early. We're focused up. We need to, we know what we need to do. And as long as we're not worried about any of those things, about who's on the other side of it, which I don't think we will, uh, we're going to be fine. But I got the Chiefs 27-24. Wow. Interesting. Uh, the uh, Well, I'm not surprised by uh, you picking the Chiefs. I, I'm with you on the Chiefs this week. And I just think that gets to a point here where, when you get to a certain spot in the playoffs and you're going against a quarterback or in a team who's kind of new to this whole thing as far as being this deep into the playoffs, it's a lot of pressure, whether you're at home or away, it, do, it doesn't really matter. That pressure is still going to be mounting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it helps to be at home. But you're going against Mahomes and Andy Reid and that seeing those guys on the other sideline, that's going to – we're going to see what, what Lamar has got. We're going to see the, if, if this can ignite and bring this out of him because a lot of people are doubting him say he can't win the big game. So – it's a huge game for Lamar's legacy, uh, yeah. and then obviously it puts a stamp on Mahomes being in the that goat discussion that everyone's been talking about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the, the over under in this game for the total points is forty four and a half points. You have a twenty seven twenty four, so you have a, a little bit under this week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, it's gonna be a good one though. I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I haven't begun my betting research for this game yet, JD, but uh, it looks like they have. Um, so the, the total yards for Mahomes and uh, Lamar, as far as passing wise, they have it set for Lamar Jackson at 211 yards passing. Okay. And they have Patrick Mahomes at 240 yards uh, passing. Okay. And Lamar's rushing 65 and a half yards is, is his number they're setting it at. All right. 
yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a really good game. Um, be a really good game. Yeah. Do you think we could? So you think we control the lead from from the get go? We kind of control the game, or is it gonna be a little bit kind of how it, last game we were down this first half, we make adjustments, come back to the third quarter. I th- I think we 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 go down and we score. Uh, First two possessions, I think Ravens scored probably their first one, stall out the second, and then the game goes as it goes from that, that point. And I think we'll, we'll get up there 14, probably like 14 to 10 uh, early, and then we just we'll, we'll start doing some other things to kind of get in the in the in the red zone. Uh, but I think the way that we're, we're we're starting to kind of peak and we're starting to come up a little bit on offensively, figuring these things out, we look a lot better. Than we have been for the past four weeks. Um, it, it's going to be we're going to continue that that streak of what we've been doing. And so uh, I'm not really worried about their defense at all. I'm not. There's some good players, but, man, you know, clowning all those guys, man, we'll we'll stop all of that. We'll stop all of that. Our guys are too good. You know, Rasheed Rice has been incredible for us. Uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, as good as always. Uh, You know, and we need some guys from the outside to show up. So, yeah, this might be a good game to see McCall Harmon or Richie James. Maybe MVS, Justin Watson. We got guys. We got guys to get things done. So, but also Pacheco, we got to go with 10. We got to. And then CH come out there. So it's going to be different. And look, they know it's different. They know it's not, look, you're not seeing anybody else from Pittsburgh or you're not seeing these guys. It's the Chiefs. It is the Chiefs. They understand how difficult of a task it's going to be to beat this team. They know that. They know that. They would have loved to have anybody else. Bills, Miami, they'd love to have anybody else but the Chiefs. But the Chiefs. That's a that's a fact. That is a fact. This The nightmare that came true, uh, the Grim Reaper is there. That is a fact. So, yeah. So, yeah. Jenny, hearing you talk, man, I, I got goosebumps, man. Like I cannot, I cannot wait for this game this weekend. This is going to yeah. be, I mean, I think every AFC Championship game, I, I would get the same feels uh, with this, and it, it never gets old. It's one of those, it's one of those feelings, but like, yeah, it's it's going to be a really good game. Um, and then you also talk about the uh, the kind of the connection that Harbaugh and uh, Andy Reid have. Yep, um, yeah. it's that's it's going to be a good one. Um, but yeah, 27-24 is what you have. I was thinking about this one. Uh, I think it's going to be thirty-one to twenty-one. I think we win by. I think we win by ten. Uh, like so very, very similar. Um, yeah. But yeah, I hope it's less stressful than last week. Um, I hope we kind of take take us a, a lead mm-hmm. and kind of sit on that lead throughout the throughout the game. Not kind of have to worry about them driving, scoring, or tying, and having to think about a wide right uh, action. Yeah. But, yeah. Dude, them jokers up front, man. Our D line just got to do a good job. If they do it, they show up, man. We're gonna be fine. Spags yeah. gonna bring. He's gonna bring a whole lot. He, he, Lamar better be ready because we're coming after. Him. So, yeah. and Spags, uh, Spags gonna be like, like we said. I mean, he's a great DC. If he is able to get past this, the the crazy Mike McDaniel offense, and then the uh, the Josh Allen experience, and then beat Lamar. He could be a name that might surface on some of these head coaching searches. I, I, I mean, I don't, I hope not, but like, I mean, he's gone through the gauntlet. I mean, we've, we've, we've gone through the gauntlet. We always talk about Mahomes going through the gauntlet, but Spags to whip up these kind of things that he's cooked up so far in this, this, this playoffs in the last few playoffs. 
I mean, he's a name that should be up there, but you know, you never know. I, I, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope he stays selfishly. I hope he stays as our DC. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right, guys. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed our episode. Uh, JD, Tasia, and I will be back on Friday, seven PM, on our YouTube channel. Channel Chief Concerns, seven PM. We're gonna have our best bets for the weekend. We're also gonna have some. Uh, Bringing in some archival footage of a uh, Ravens and Chiefs game from yesteryear where uh, the the Chiefs offensive line and JD, the tight ends, dominated the uh, the best, one of the best defenses ever in the Ravens defense, uh, the world beaters. And uh, that night they were not the world beaters, and that was at Baltimore. So maybe giving a little taste of what we're going to see on, on Sunday. A preview of it, no doubt about it. Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. All right, everybody. Well, we'll see you guys Friday uh, at 7 p.m. on our channel. And then Sunday, post-game show, we'll be right back here on Bleacher Report. Love you guys. J.D., love you, brother. Love you. Love you, too. All right, we'll see you all later. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.